Oh, wow. Uh, you know, again, I'm just going to say thank you for sharing. <laughs> My name's Anthony, and thank you for joining us this week. Once again, we are going to cover the latest in the news and views of the week. And right now, we have in the studio, the virtual studio, um, the two compadres that have joined me for this show are first off from Cocktails and Cream Puffs, Mr. Joey. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another week. And on my right side, from That Blue Jeans Podcast, we have David. Hello. And I just got a text that my partner ordered pizza. That's what I call awesome. So I'm going to be very happy at the end of the show. So, But that being said, uh, I don't know why I told you that, but it's called being distracted while you're trying to record, folks. So. Yeah, let me explain something to all of you. If y'all listened to episode two, the one thing I have learned... That is, whatever is said is said. Anthony does not edit shit. <laughs> okay? I did it. I did edit a little bit from last week's show, but... I can't, I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I try to edit out pauses, but, I, I, you know, editing takes up so much time. I try to just... If, if we can go through a show and there's nothing major and there's yeah, there's nothing, you know, like, why do, why do the Shantino Lemon show and my friends would reveal interesting things to me that I have to cut out. That was a pain in the butt because they would cut constantly be doing it over and over but if we could just do one straight through show with no editing then anthony is a happy camper because i can edit the show put it up there go watch tv and go to bed and start my monday so otherwise i gotta edit in the morning before i go to work but either way i would like to thank all the fans so far for putting us into their um itunes feed the stats are slowly going up, but they are, and they just, they did do a big jump here recently. But needless to say, if you are listening to us, we appreciate it. And that being said, let's get into the news. And the first news is that Pakistan Muslim groups condemn U.S. Embassy gay meeting. And this comes from Pink News, and we're once again going to go to someone who can speak in a lower, more authoritarian voice and start off with David to read this article. I don't know what you mean about a lower, more authoritative voice. Neither do I. <laughs> but your, your voice is lower, and you sound better than me, and you don't stutter when you read stuff like I do. That's why I have you guys here. <laughs> I, I get it. Okay. Muslim groups in Pakistan have condemned a gay rights event at the U.S. Embassy as social and cultural terrorism. The June 26th meeting, hosted by U.S. Deputy Ambassador Richard Hoagland, I'm hoping, uh, was held to support LGBT people in the country. However, the group of faith officials, which also included the head of Pakistan's largest Islamic party, Jamaat-e-Islami, said... Such people are the curse of society and social garbage. Yeah, fuck you. 
<laughs> According to Associated Press, a statement continued. They don't deserve to be Muslim or Pakistani, and the support and protection announced by the U.S. administration for them is the worst social and cultural terrorism against Pakistan. While homosexuality is not specifically outlawed in Pakistan's constitution, gay sex can lead to punishments of fines, whipping, prison, or even death. According to a statement released by the U.S. Embassy, Mr. Hoagland told LGBT people at the reception, I want to be clear. The U.S. Embassy is here to support you and stand by your side every step of the way. But outside the embassy, we have no power. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, embassies basically, they're there to support Americans who are in the country either on a temporary or a semi-permanent basis. So, um yeah, they really don't have it. Really, don't do not have any authority beyond that. Well, what about the Pakistanians? They're gay and living there. I guess they can't. Can I'm assuming they can't help them, or maybe um, could they seek asylum? Well, they could seek asylum, but it's still um, seeking asylum based on sexual orientation is not necessarily guaranteed mm-hmm. right now because. Um, homosexuality or sexual orientation in general is not a federally protected class. Uh, So it's one of those where they really have to take it on a case-by-case basis. Um, Religious persecution typically is, and in a case like this, they could have a pretty good argument for it. But um, that would be about it. The religious people get protection, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, they do. And, um, you know, like I said, someone who's being persecuted based on sexual orientation, um, it's always a case-by-case basis on stuff like this. For that matter, it always is for any kind of asylum case. Uh, So, That being said, what do we think of the uh, individual's lovely comment of us that we are society into social garbage? It's like... Excuse me, sir. I'm top quality garbage here. Yeah, I just say thanks for sharing. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's what he believes. He's true to what he believes. I don't agree with him. But but, but David, don't don't we have a problem? I mean, I'm trying. How can I politically say this without? I'm just going to have to say it. I mean, we have these other countries that are just so backwards, and. Most of them actually have all the oil, which is a whole other particular problem. But yeah. we have these countries that are just completely backwards. I mean, when – you know, we, we invade Libya to help people. When is the U.S. going to start invading other countries to help gay people? You know, <laughs> you know what is – I think we need to figure out our opinion in this country first of gay people exactly. before we start liberating others. Well, let's let Canada or Australia or, or for that matter, England invade us and, and fix our ass on uh, – gay rights oh canada please invade us i would so love to be invaded by canada get free health care there's a few canadians i'd like to be invaded by too but that's a whole other matter entirely there you thank you there you go (laughs) i'm just saying well you know the i'm you know know, the fourth of july thing this weekend i was so torn because you know part we have the little parade come right down my street mm -hmm. and there's always a couple churches and whatnot. Thankfully, we didn't get the church with guns this year. Um, but 
it, it's a only, church with guns. Yeah, there's literally a church that walks around and it has guns for Jesus or something. They they you know they're all like militant about Jesus or something. Don't uh, they read that? Bible verse that no, says put away don't. the sword. No, they don't, but, David. That's the problem is that they never read. They only use it to their advantage and whatnot. It's kind of like, like the Crusades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 I was just so torn because it's like, okay, I want to be proud and happy, but at the same time, I'm so pissed off with the way this country acts. And I I guess it boils down to that the ideals and the 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 good heart in this, if that's a word, of our country is probably the best thing about us. But when it comes to actually practicing what we preach, we rarely do that. Yeah, well, big shock, much. Well, I, w- I would like it to be a little bit different. Yeah. Joey, feel free to butt in here with any thoughts. I, You know how I feel about this. I mean, it's just... Well, I do, but maybe our listeners don't. Wink, wink. It's one of those things that I just, you know... We have to start getting. We, you look. We can't go in other places and tell them how to do things when we're not completely sure how to do things here. Okay, that was the question, here, here. right? No, I mean, yeah, but I mean, expand <laughs> to that. I mean, how do you, how, how do you, how do you guys feel when holidays come around? That I mean, David. Now, David's religion, so I, I religious. I I know he doesn't have any problems with, you know, Christmas and stuff like that. Christmas for me has always served that. Eh. I'm sorry, I totally missed the question. Then, then what were you? What was? What were you wanting me to gripe about? Well, I mean, well, there's a couple of questions. I, I have asked. no problems with religions, and I have no problems with customs and traditions. I have more of a problem people try and take that away from you. We had a school district here where kids were not allowed to sing Christmas music, and it pissed me off. I'm sorry. I When I throw a party at my house, I don't know if this is the question you're asking, but I'm just going to tell you. Um, when I throw a Christmas party at my house, it says Christmas party. Jews and Muslims are welcome, but I call it a Christmas party. I will not call it a holiday party. Right. That's fine, and that's that's your right to do that. Damn it's right. just yeah. when you're dealing with a government run or administered organization, the First Amendment says they cannot hold one religious practice above the other. They have to treat everything absolutely equally. And unfortunately, just because some people cannot help themselves, um, they have to just basically keep it neutral. Well, right. But I think here's the issue is I think our government... I think our government does do that in a sense because they're they're playing to what is the largest population in that. Now, mind you, Christmas is a federal holiday. Perhaps now in the future, as maybe Christianity is not, you know, slowly becoming not the main religion in this country, perhaps like let's say Muslimism, or we'll call it Islam, Islam um, yeah. becomes, but I like Muslimism, um, becomes <laughs> you know the Islam. <laughs> The Muslimism becomes the dominant religion. I'm drinking right now. Um, becomes the <laughs> dominant religion in this country. Let's say that does happen. Then yes, we should be off for you know, uh, God. It's sitting in the back of my head. It begins with an R. Um, their their holy days. Ramadan. Too. Ramadan. Yes. You know what I mean. So I get that. But I mean, the bottom line is the reason why these holidays that we have, basically Christian holidays, are national holidays. Easter technically is not. But it, because they're national holidays is because our country, for the first at least, you know, 150 years, was predominantly Christian. You know, we've never had a non-Christian president. You know, that's, that says a lot. Well, right. now we do. 
We've never had an oh, we've never had an overly Christian president, uh, like a Catholic or something, you know, strict like Mormon or that either. We really like our our Christian lights as president. Well, now we have a Muslim president, so we're all set to go. Kidding, you're, kidding. You're a miserable human kidding. being. <laughs> it's Muslim. All right, so um, yeah, I guess my my initial question was, when do we start invading Pakistan to start helping people there? I guess. We don't. We don't. Okay. We don't because there's a line that you draw, and until we figure out how we feel about them here, we can't run into run in there. Okay. Uh, you know, I think for years there were many countries that there was oppression and stuff, but we didn't do much better here. So what were we going to do over there? Well, we only go to the oppressive countries if they have oil, but that's a whole another topic. So because that's uh, why uh, why the heck are we in Libya? But yeah, but I mean, think of some other countries that we've gone into. I mean, what? Why? If you want to take that approach, why did we ever go to Vietnam? Why did we go to Korea? We gained nothing. Well, there's always the, there's the subtextual. But there was no, yeah, I know it was a communism idea, but think about it. We, even if we won and invaded that country and we annexed him, there was nothing profitable out of either of those countries, except they can sow like a motherfucker. (laughs) But beyond that, there was nothing, you know, no natural resource really for us to, to, Harvest, I guess, would be what well, I'd I'm say. I'm a firm believer, too, that they just like to start wars because wars are Nicaragua? Popular. I mean... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can go through all the different wars that we've started just for no... Or all the countries that we've been in for no particular reason, so... Oh, see, this is where you and I are opposite because I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm okay with sending in our military at things. There's actually been several times where I shocked that President Obama has not sent in our military. I think sometimes President Bush overdid it. I'm not going to lie to you, but sometimes you've got to show force. I mean, Well, well, the thing is that if you're going to be sending our military and you're going to be doing that, you have to be consistent. Why are we not helping, you know, uh, what's the name of the country? um... You you know what? You're right. We should be consistent. The reality is we should have have started an all-out strike against Pakistan when we discovered where Osama bin Laden was. I'm not going to bullshit you on that one. Right. That pisses me off. That is the person that they keep your friends, keep your enemies closer, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Pakistan, as far as I'm concerned, after pulling that bullshit, needs to be watched. Because that was like saying, basically what they did was basically like if we, if, if we were harvesting uh, Osama bin Laden just for shits and giggles, mm. that was like putting him in Blair House in Washington, D.C., because that's pretty much where his location was and the size of that house. How did they not know he was there? I'm sorry. The way that we invaded, the way we went after Afghanistan, look, I would have pushed the button and annihilated those fuckers after that deal. <laughs> and that's not even me exaggerating. Well, but see, the thing is that... I would have sent in the fucking troops. But see, we, we go in for when, when it's in our own self-interest and you can make the argument of when well, else... Well, that makes we, perfect when, sense. When else do we go in there other than our self-interest? But it's like, you know, if there's a part, apartheid in another country where people are dying, oh, we, you don't have oil there? Oh, we're not going to send anybody. But, but see, that's not even oil the oil there, then, oh, we're going to go help you. We need to but, help you people, you press people. I disagree with you because, like, those oppressed people, we went in uh, in, uh, Bosnia. I mean, really, we got a lot of oil from there. The point that I'm making, and and this is going to sound horrible, and and I know there's people who are going to totally disagree with me and think I'm a horrible person. And I encourage those people to go to our website and comment. Sure. (laughs) But there is that point that you have to fix, and it is. It's going to sound ridiculous. 
but we're Americans. And at some point, and I've heard other people talk about they care about their family and the people around them. Well, the reality is I, I do care about my family, but I'm an American. And, and fundamentally, my government in my country is the most important. So if we get into a pissing match with Canada, who I love dearly, at the end of the day, I would choose for us to annihilate them. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but it's almost like a sports team against another sports team. You may respect human life, but that's like when people talk to me about war and people will say, oh, torture. We can't do torture. You know what war is? I may have said well, this last episode. War is a big checker game, okay? Well, well I don't and agree you with... you want to have more pieces on the board than they do. If that means taking out a huge amount of people and some civilians take, get taken out, Hate to tell you, but when you're at war with a country, there are no civilians. Well, the it's us against them. The question is, is that, and I don't disagree with you. If Rules we're, of if, war. If we're in a war, then definitely I want our side to win. But the problem is, is that what is the 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 reason for war? And I think basically the reason for wars in the past 50 years have pretty much have been for nothing else than to make us richer and everyone else yeah, poor. But I hate to tell you, my friend, the reasons for war haven't changed in a thousand years. Well, the reasons they- for war are the first Cro-Magnon man having declaring the tribe declaring a war on another tribe, an Indian or Native American tribe, is so one is more profitable and fruitful and survives. That's what it's about. You know, and I hate when people are like, oh, you can't take out civilians, you can't hurt women and children. We blew off Japan. We annihilated an entire generation, but we got over that because it was an ends to a means. And I hate to tell you, when you are in war, it sounds horrible, and I know so many people are going to disagree with me, (laughs) but I remember 9-11 as clear as day. It was the scariest day of my life because I was draft age, and I was real close to what was going on. Super close. So when that happened, I'm sorry, I was okay if the President Bush at that time said we are declaring a full-scale war on whomever it is and going into World War III because they came over and kicked over our shit first. But he went to the wrong – well, anyhow, we, we – Dave- No, no, I don't disagree with you. I think going into Iraq I think is nuts and unjustified, but once we were there, we were there. But – what I'm, te- but what I'm telling you is war hasn't changed ever. And the reality is you want to be on the winning side. Well, and the way duh, you're on the winning we're not side saying you don't want to be on the winning side. I'm just saying that the reasons to go to war are not because we actually have a threat possessed to us. We, it's because someone else wants to make money, and that's the— We only- have been—as many people want to believe this or not, we have occupied Iraq for, what, eight, nine years now? I mean, I'm sorry. People may say that we're there assisting—no. We have occupied that. No, it's, we are, we're there we're, for the oil. That's why but, we're but, there. But we're not, though. Gas prices have tripled since we've become the occupying force there. We are not there for oil. Right. Because, no, 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 no. Where okay. is the oil? We are there for oil because we wanted to slam a lid on the supply. There was enough oil in Iraq that if it was released into the market right now, gas would be less than a dollar a gallon. But let me ask you, what intelligent president would say oh yeah let's do that that's helping our economy we don't have intelligent presidents and but what i'm saying is bush was smart enough as an oil man to know if that is true i'm not saying it's not but i guess i am saying it's not if bush knew that bush would have said 
let's release this. This is great for the economy, great for my legacy, great for my presidency. If Obama knows that, Obama <laughs> would it's say the corporate this is great elite, for my... Because it's the corporate elite that want to keep you down. Right. They want I understand it... that. But if the president of the United States has the ability to have that he oil does release... It. The president is being run by a bunch of guys in the basement of the White but House. But here's the thing. Yeah. This president has a risk of not being president. So at that point, you release that because you're going to protect your own ass. It's the same idea. Everybody in this world in some way is out for their own, whether you look at it on whatever level. As an American, I'm out for my country's own. I would rather see, see my I, country succeed I don't think that's than any other Amer country. I don't think that's the American ideal, Joey. I think the American ideal is that, well, I want to be strong and I want to be healthy. But if I, that is at the... Uh, if that requires me to hurt my fellow man, then I'm not going to do it. I mean, I, I just I disagree. Americans for years have believed the idea of American dominance, the American being the top dog. So would you so, say the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many? I don't know if that applies here, what you're saying. Is what that I'm is what that? I'm saying is at any time, think of it, any age era that you can think of, the idea is you would prefer American, those damn Japs, oh, the, you know what I mean? You would buy American even if it's inferior because you, feel, because you feel that it's better to build up your country. You know what I'm saying? If it was between you or somebody else from another country, you're going to pick you or you're going to pick American. Right. Right. The not, problem I'm, is, Joey, it's not the people who basically are calling the shots right now have no loyalty to any country at all. They're basically investors who are out to do nothing more than make money and build their own personal little empires. If that means they fuck over the United States in favor of China, in favor of Pakistan, in favor of themselves. Some I, I don't, see, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I completely agree with you. But what I'm saying is, because what you're saying, let's just say you're talking about OPEC, which maybe you are, maybe you're not. I'm just or, talking or, about... I'm talking whoever. about people like uh, the Donald Trumps of the world the, yeah, they, or other hedge fund managers. They put their companies in other countries so they don't have tax benefits, and then they claim that they're all American and whatnot. And, then and they, David, I don't, dis I don't disagree with David saying. I disagree with what you're saying, Anthony, in the sense that if we went into the war to control the oil and we're still not controlling it, that makes no sense. It's a point well, we that are I'm controlling it. Right. So if we as a country are controlling it, what person in our government in their right mind as we're near collapse would not release it into the market? Do you follow what I'm, my logic there? If, if they, if they actually, now I can understand if, if, they if no OPEC is controlling it or hedge funds are controlling it, that's a different ballgame. But if we as the U.S. military have occupied a country and we say release this into the, into the market, the world market, it makes no sense that somebody would say, no, 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 let's not release it if, they are, if we are in control of that oil-producing country. Do you follow me on that? Yeah, but that I don't think they're ever going to release it because they're, gonna do, they're only going to release it if it requires it. And they're all, but I, but they're trying we to would, make, it requires it right now. Okay. I make the same amount of money I made last year, and gas is a buck fifty more a gallon. But you're it absolutely requires it right now. You're still, but you're still surviving. No, barely. I can, but I am. But our economy is taking a hit because I can't do what I could have done before. Right it, we, before the show, we were talking about the whole Vegas thing. If gas was che think of it this way: if gas was a buck fifty cheaper, you could go to Vegas, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it sounds that stupid, but the reality is nobody in our government would be where we're on the verge of collapse. Loans being paid back to China would say, 
Let's hold on to that oil a little longer. No, because if they're, we they're, did they're... have control of it, as you claim, why we went in there to get control of it, then we would have released it and we wouldn't be having these problems. No, because they're yeah, going to but... leave us stringing along to the very end, and then. But who do... are they? Who are they that the, stringing? The corporate, in the corporations that run this. But country. the corporate, but the corporations are not who are occupying Iraq. It is the U.S. Oh, oh Joey, please. Joey, Joey. Please. Yes, oh, they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> believe don't, that. You don't think the corporations? Do you don't think Caliburton is being run? Is running Iraq over there? You think our military is actually the ones that are actually controlling stuff over there? No, but here's my question. If we fully pull out, let's say we pull out our military, the corporations would not be able to operate there. They are. We've already pulled out our military. They have corporate thugs over there that are running things, and they basically have no jurisdiction. They can do whatever they want, and they basically are just running the country over there. And- I am, wait, this is what you're missing, and this is where I'm having a hard time understanding putting us together. Okay. Your claim is that the U.S. government has sent over our military to oil-producing countries to invade, correct? Well, that's not – yes, but basically my, my claim is that our government – But gover- the reason why we went into – in your is, opinion, the reason why we went into those countries is because they are oil-producing. We we, my opinion, what I was trying to say is that we've gone into wards because we're basically getting a certain commodity – for a corporation or an individual so they can make more money and they can be rich and, and at, the, at the expense of hurting ourselves, our economy, and our environment in the long run. But see, run. that part of that doesn't make any sense to me. Why we would send over our – we would do the dirty work and say, here you go. You guys can run it, although it's not going to benefit us at all and actually may make me lose my office as president. But you no. run this. No, no, no. I don't get that. They, they, they go over and they basically – we invaded a country so we can get access to the oil. We had corporate interests and corporate contractors come in that basically run the gathering process for getting the oil. And now that they're in charge and they are basically running the place, and there's no need for us to have our military there. And that's why you have to seal this military. See, I agree with you, and I guess we're going to have to table this because I agree yeah, with you, but I don't. This is going because, up for 20 minutes. Because, well, because what I'm saying is if you follow the money – the reality may be like we went in and they get control to help the corporate stuff, but the reality is average Americans can't spend money now, which is not going to help the corporations, which ultimately makes the corporation go bankrupt. So if you follow, at least in this country and tanks this country, so if you follow the money, it just one plus one should equal two, and it's right now equaling 18. Well, it, the problem it, simply is the people right now who are running things the people who are making the decisions, the people who really are calling the shots right now are sitting on billions, probably even trillions of dollars of cash right now. The The corporations can go away tomorrow and they're still going to have their money because their assets are separate from the corporation's assets by the very, very definition of how a corporation works. Yeah, their stuff can go away tomorrow and they're they're going to be just fine. Yeah, they're going to leave see, the rest of us in the dark. Well, well, hold on. I agree with you, but we're on the verge of Hoovervilles, you know. So I mean, there's got to be some point that we say uh, somebody's still have... making somebody is still making money off of that. That's right, the with, whole that being thing. Sa- with that being said, we we got to table this. Well, actually, let's leave this to our to our wonderful listeners. Please go to uh, thisweekingay.com and leave your feedback on this topic. I'm sure there's going to be a ton after this, but excellent discussion, guys. That, that bastard Anthony just hold, held up a dry erase board to me that says, wrap it up after this. <laughs> <Fuck you. laughs> 
I got to keep us on time. I got, I got, I, I try to keep the show within an hour. If we're going to be going live at some point, we're only going to have an hour to a half hour show. So on Sunday nights, so we got to, we got to dream. Yeah, <laughs> try and keep this concise. All right, next story is a real quick report. Fort Carson reports a uh, attack on their soldiers and a possible anti-gay attack. Colorado Springs police are investigating a suspected hate crime after a group of men beat two f- gay Fort Carson soldiers and others while shouting anti-homosexual and racial racial, racial slurs. The victims told Kate. K-R-D-O-T-V, that they believe they were targeted at a fast food restaurant early Saturday because they're gay. Two victims and four Carson soldiers who asked to remain anonymous because of being identified as homosexual could harm their military careers. So, I'm not sure if there's much that could be said here, but, it, I mean, do, are we at, and I think we have a couple other stories, which we'll get to with the Don't Ask, Don't Tell coming up here. But the bottom line to me, this is just, this is the... And this is all I'm going to say about it. This is a breakdown in society. When I was a child, you respected nuns. You respected priests. You respected a policeman. If they came up to you, even when you're 18 and you get pulled over, you nearly broke into tears because you respected these individuals. You respected people of the military. Regardless what you believe of things, you respected these people. And it just – the basic disrespect of people around here makes me ill. Well – I, you know what's strange, Joe, is I used to be, I used to very much believe that. And I, I, as a coming from a son of a cop, a former cop, a retired cop, um, and I got into a big discussion this on the on the previous Gay Pod Father show about you know cops. But what I've come to see is that you know the the individuals who are doing this are you know, the individuals who are, are policemen are military men they think they're doing what's in the best for the common good but it's more and more of once again the corporations the evil man making them do things they don't need to do for example oh you are a miserable human being no it's my you know those people have to go home too i i completely agree with respecting police officers as best you can but at the same time you need to stand up for these things like these DUI checkpoints which are completely bullshit I mean the cops first of all should not be doing that it's a waste of their time and it's a total invasive of your fifth me- or fourth amendment right look I don't disagree on that stuff and I, and, but, but what I'm saying is there needs to be a checks and balances if you come and harass here's the whole thing if you came over and harassed a police officer let's be honest in any way shape or form you could be arrested for that, correct? Right, and you should why be. Can't, why can't that happen when you come and you pick a fight with a military person? Well, they should why? be. Why? Because somebody, somebody would say, this is against my rights. I'm voicing my opinion. Is oh, no, say. no. You should. The, I mean, if you're, if you're voicing your opinion and you're causing harm to somebody, then you're infringing on the other person's right, which trumps your opinion. So every, once again, you could just break this down to everybody has the right to truth and happiness in America. But if you're doing something that you feel is... Uh, and you feel that is your right, but it's infringing someone else's right, then that their right acquits your right. David, the lawyer here, could probably give us more information on this. <laughs> I am not a lawyer. Do not misrepresent me on the show. I'm not a lawyer. Well, weren't you a lawyer at one point? No. No, no, no. Never was. I thought you were, you, you said at one no. point you were a legal counsel or something. No, 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 no. No. Oh. I stand. He said he slept with a lawyer. Oh, all right. Well, I'm standing upright because I stand corrected. So exactly. No. 
Yeah. I actually yeah, thought I, you were an attorney also. No, 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 no. He Do not misrepresent me on the show. I am not a lawyer, never have been, and probably never will be. Okay. Well, my okay. apologies. I was thinking about becoming an elite attorney, but I thought I don't hate anybody that much. <laughs> you don't have to hate people. You just want to be be a big dick in court. That's all. The, now, I, I really have an issue with, with – I love our legal system, but on the most bottom level of our legal system, I know this is this is important. I was actually sued over something absolutely dumb I don't even want to talk about. And do you know that there's so many hoops and stuff, and they send you forms, and nobody explains to you what to do to them. But So when you just sign them and send them back, they go, oh, no, you were supposed to do this. How do I know that? Well, get an attorney. Look, motherfucker, if I had $300 an hour, yeah. I would get an attorney. But if I think it's something that's not important, why would I spend $600 to take care of something that God even knows what it's going to work out to be? Yeah, well, yeah. That's where our legal system screwed up, and my fear is if I ever became an attorney, which is something I've really, really thought about, I'd be giving it away for free all the time because I don't like the way that it's basically set up. Well, our legal system's a whole nother discussion, and I would say if you would like to hear more about how the corporations and the corporate elitists of America are screwing us, please listen to the No Agenda show, of which we are on the No Agenda stream at noagendastream.com with our show. Uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak go into much more detail of how we're basically being bent over and fucked hard by all the other rich assholes in this country. But I digress because this is more about the gay news and the gay news that is happening. And, uh, yeah, talking about that. So, moving on to Indiana... I'm sorry, Indiana's Indiana's health minister. (laughs) Indiana's health minister. (laughs) Oh, and I I had a terrible, stereotypical accent already for this, and I just blew this. But India's health minister calls... Homosexuality, a Western disease. Hey, Joey, why don't you read this for me? Why <laughs> quit laughing? Well, first of all, we all know that he works part time at the Seven Eleven. Okay? Oh. And Mr. Azed was speaking at the conference on HIV and AIDS in Delhi yesterday when he said, "Unfortunately, the disease has come to our country too, where a man has sex with another man, which is completely unnatural and should not happen, but does." Okay. Which, which the just, unnatural, the unnatural is such bullshit because I, there was a, a great video done by the Second Say that said monkeys basically fuck everybody, their sisters, their brothers, their mothers, and, and right. like, so if it was if it was natural, you wouldn't even be talking to me because we would be fucking and it would just be constantly, you know, hello, goodbye, oh, let me bend over for you, sure. So I'm I, never gonna rule that out. I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm never going to rule that out. Um, his, have, you, have you even seen what I, I look like? Vegas? I'm sorry. Go on. No, I'm sorry. Go on with the story, though. His remarks came almost two years to the day since the Delhi High Court ruled that homosexuality should, should be decriminalized. Gay rights campaigns were furious at the health minister's con- comments. Um, Abu... Who has an AC <laughs> foundation? Name. I don't know his name. If you people are interested, look it up. Um, which campaigns for HIV and gay rights told the Associated Press? These comments help no cause. It def- it, it's definitely not going to help in our fight against HIV. An estimated 2.5 million people in India have HIV, and experts say that tackling the stigma around homosexuality sexuality is a i really did drink before this is a vital part of cutting new infections so so the research idea in india is that india is very much um the best thing i could equate to is maybe there were we were in the 80s where they're just starting to be able to 
uh, be open and, and about with... Yeah, yes and no. And I can tell you this because I actually work with an Indian company and I have several co-workers in India. Oh, cool. Uh, let, me, let me first say that I don't like the source of this article because I got this article from a non-gay source in the Associated Press or something like that before. And what it does, because what this leaves out is the health minister actually did turn around and say, I was really talking about more about the spread of HIV and AIDS, and I can understand how that may have been misinterpreted, and, and he did apologize for the statement the way he said it. So I do, I do condemn this, this article. And oh, this is a translation error, perchance? I don't know if that's true, if it's a translation error, but I condemn this article because it makes it sound one-sided like the guy is like, you know, a Nazi. You know, like, I hate all blacks and Jews, and it never says that what he really meant was, look, I, I totally approached that the wrong way. What I meant was this. Okay. Um, and I think it's one of these things that he's one of those people saying, look, we have a country that is a huge country that we're on the verge of having a huge epidemic. Let's talk about it and let's see where this comes from. Because what a lot of people don't know is India also offers state-sponsored sex changes. Of course, and this is where they're not totally great on it, if, they think, if you think that you're gay or whatever, they'll offer you a sex change, which is state-sponsored. Um, they also, believe it or not, take transsexual individuals and put them in a very high status. Right. I also studied Hinduism and stuff, so that I can tell you. Many times they'll take transsexuals and have them, because they're not, I mean, they're, they're more like drag queens there, but they are transsexuals, but they'll have them, like, bless their babies and stuff yep. like that yep. because they do feel that there's good luck and there's and there's some at least religious trace in them that they can trace back um i totally don't remember where i was going with this um i guess my my thing here is look they're a country on the verge of an epidemic yeah they may have said it the wrong way but overall they're a pretty reasonable country and they're trying to be it's so fucking huge and yeah. people don't realize how huge it is now everybody's on top of each other and slumdog millionaire was actually a really good vision because there is so much American and business and corporate money and greed in that country. And so many, I mean, they are a huge corporate superpower that's about to emerge even bigger than it is now. They're huge. But then there's also dirt poor people. One of my coworkers there who works the same job I do, I get paid for 40 hour work week. He gets paid once a month and he's supposed to work minimally 50 to 60 hours a week. And he makes far less than I do. He travels like two hours to get there on a bus. They have a system of cots that they can sleep there if they need to, but it's, it's, it's not nice and it's not great. So, I mean, human rights in general is a little rough over there. I sat through an HR meeting with him where our HR director would have been arrested for stuff that I heard their HR director say. I mean, this guy, I thought he, I thought it was an episode of 24 and Jack Bauer was working him over. <laughs> it was that bad that afterwards I felt bad. So, I mean, I don't, I, I think they're just harsher people. They're very, I always call them the Vulcans and that just makes sense. <laughs> David, thoughts, please, before we insult anybody else. <laughs> I'm not insulting. I know, yeah. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Joey. I'm kidding. Don't, don't, this, this, <laughs> don't take everything we take seriously. We're, I, I would, I would say everybody in the current show cast is very open and loving individuals. Nobody has any a, a, a trace of hate in their heart. So I believe I just said annihilate Canada or some other country. Exactly. We don't really mean annihilate Canada. No, I, mean, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. Well. Uh, anyway, David. David. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, again, I'm just going to say thank you for sharing. <laughs> you know, 
it's one person's opinion. Unfortunately, he's a person who's in a position of authority. And it sounds like, you know, if if Joey said he's been misquoted or quoted out of context, you know, um, he immediately apologized. I don't remember if it's fully misquoted, but he immediately said that was not what I intended. What I really was talking about was AIDS and HIV and, and, you know, and I look, we've seen what happened to Africa. You saw what happened to Africa. So right. we do not want that to happen. If you, whatever method you need to get that to stop, I understand kind of. Well, right. you know, the way you said that too, it could have just been a language translation problem that could have happened as well. Cause, um, you know, we don't know how he sounded or what the tone of it was, but that being said, I think we've spent way too much time with this article. So let's go on to some happy news and let's talk about the LGBT history bill that passed the California Assembly, which was sponsored by Mark Leno. The Fair, Accurate, Inclusive, and Respectful Education Act ensures that the historical contributions of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people are accurately and fairly portrayed in instructional materials by adding LGBT people to the existing list of underrepresented culture and ethnic groups already including the state's inclusionary educational requirements. God, that's a long run on sentence. According to Leno's office, the bill passed assembly by a vote of 49 to 25. It passed the Senate in April and will now head to Governor, Governor Jerry Brown's desk. It's not clear where Brown stands on the bill, but he generally supports gay rights and refuses to defend Proposition 8 after the anti-gay initiative was declared unconstitutional by a federal judge. I think it should get just as much... Look, if this goes through, here's what I will say. It should get just as much teaching in the school systems as does Black History Month. And do you know what Black History Month tells us? Here's Martin Luther King, and here's George Washington Carver, who founded Peanuts. You know, and, and that's the reality of it. Do I think it should get like a huge chapter? No, I don't. Because I, I, I go to, I went to New York schools, which are exceptional school systems, and I never got a class on Chinese culture. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's, so where do you draw the line of which groups get it, which groups don't? Do well, I think it's great? Yes. Well, I but think I it, this is a response, I think, to war, the Tennessee bill that says you can't say gay. And I think basically a lot of these bills are not meant to say, oh, you must necessarily force this. But I think it's a protection to say, well, you can talk about being gay in a school without being you know, sent to the principal's office. Because I get that. But what I'm telling you is I could see other people's arguments. You know what I mean? I could see somebody else being like, well, what do they learn about Muslims? You know, I wouldn't mind. You know, one of the, the one of the biggest problems I had with my school is that we only covered American history, and of course, you know, there's not enough time, let alone the ability to do it because teachers can't tell kids to shut the fuck up. Well, see, but, I, in New York State, we have a thing called Regents, and I, I I will always say New York State has a very superior education system, and we actually, believe it or not, touched every part of the globe the way they have it set up. So, I mean, we did do a small thing on Islam and stuff like that. But, I, like I yeah. said, we didn't do expand as much as I think my education covered so much. You know, I just well, you don't can't know cover everything. You can't cover everything, but my particular education was not very good in terms of covering anything outside the U.S. I mean, it was a very small town, very much just based on, you know, the U.S. government and very rarely touched any other I mean, we went through basically the different types of governments, but, you know, I, I had no clue. I had no clue about the world until I went to college. I mean, that basically was my educational experience, so... 
Ohio. Yeah, don't get me started. Anyhow, moving on. Oh, wait a minute. David, do you have any thoughts on this article? I I don't know. Just for me, um, yeah, you, you, oh, wow. You know that a person is African-American for the most part because of their appearance. They have a great okay. tan. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to go there, but, you know, because of appearance. You don't necessarily know someone is gay um, unless you say they are. I mean, there are people who would like to know that Virginia Woolf was interested in women. Uh, there are, you know, and it would help in some way maybe to understand where somebody was coming from. Um, Do you think that framed her, though, as what her... Um, do you think that framed her as of her contributions to the world? Like Tennessee mm-hmm. Williams or, or, or um, oh, God, I can see Oscar Wilde. Okay, I can almost go there with you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Oscar because Wilde, I, could... I think, gets a little closer because it definitely was, um, it definitely influenced his art to a certain extent. Um and that would that I'd be acceptable with, and that I'd be okay, especially people who yeah. jumped over diversity, or them even talking about the basic beginning of the Manichene Society or something like that. Right. I could go there, but right. I mean, it, there's a point where it's like, you know, did you know Walt Whitman was gay? Well, no, and neither did his writing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it would have to be something where it really did shape who they were and how they presented themselves to the world. Yeah. I, Which I uh, think even black history, I think is the same well, way. Joey, I think it's the pioneers. I think this is also trying to counterbalance all the religious stuff that's trying to be infiltrated in the school. I mean, there's a big push to try and put God into the school to put, you know, this, and, I, this, this, all the religion stuff, which is fine. But at the same time, a lot of that is presented with very hateful and ignorant uh, education towards the children. So but I think see, as a New Yorker, this is where I probably have to bow out because we have a New York has a really good education system. And I have a different perspective, probably because in our school, our schools, when we teach anything about Catholicism, we're not teaching Catholicism. We're teaching about the Crusades. Or when we mention Islam, we, bec- we talk about it because it's one of the founding religions, but we only talk about in the schools. I'm thinking high school, junior high. We talk about the pillars of Islam and, and why they had certain influences in, you know, whatever, early Babylon, you know, culture times. We don't really teach God religion. We even teach humanism. We teach the idea of evolution as a, as a theory. So it's a little different, I think. I, I think the problem is I come from a really educationally progressive right. state. But those progressive things that made New York such good education had to start somewhere. And this is sort of what's starting in other states because you have, right. this, you have to set up those, those – the evidence of the ability to even have the freaking conversation. When we have states, they're basically saying, we don't want to teach this in schools because we don't want the kids to be thinking that they're going to get gay. It's like – what? what what do you say that to the kid who's got the gay parents? He's around it all the time. It's just because you know you're trying, you're you're taking the fear of the sexual part of being gay and not the loving part of being gay, and trying to make laws to even not even talk about the loving part of being gay. And that's the thing that these laws, these these 
in the progressive states are trying to get passed so we actually have a defense to say, well, no, the kids actually need to know about this because Bobby needs to know why his two mommies are just as legit as Jane's mommy and daddy. And that's but I see, I think when you say the loving side, that's not what we want to see. I think what you want to, I think, because we don't show the loving side of, 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 African-Americans with loving said, I think what we have to show is that they are valid people who contribute to society and have accomplished. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. but that's basically, what I'll go with. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. But a lot of these people and a lot of Southern people are just like, well, we don't want the kids to know about sex. They're not going to know about sex until sexual education. Even that, you can go over that then. And that's, right. yeah, it's, it's basically, this is the, which I hate to say, this is the, overkill on our side in order to protect the rights of the kids in the school to be able to discuss these particular items. And I'm very happy that New York did that. God knows I would have loved to live in New York as a kid, but not everyone in every state has the same high-quality education that you have. And these, you know, certain things like this have to go forward in order to protect kids from these bullshit things where you can't even say gay in school and we have to say to K in order to be funny about it. Does that make sense? Almost. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on to the next one. And we got, let's go over these next two. I mean, there, there's a couple of attack stories, and I'm never quite sure if we should even cover these. Um, but gay journalist was thrown with a knife in a Dublin homophobic attack. attack. Uh, police are searching for two men who punched a well-known gay journalist in the face during a homophobic attack in Dublin. The 46-year-old victim was said to be deeply traumatized by the incident which took place on June 8th. Police said he was eating in a city restaurant when two men approached and struck up a conversation with him. When he told them he was at, he was at a gay event earlier in the evening, the men are said to have threatened and attacked him. When he ran from the restaurant, they tripped him up and began punching and kicking him before stealing his iPhone. The writer was also thrown with a knife, police said. Uh, so anyhow, the... Uh, I'm not quite sure if this is actually interesting news to our listeners. I think it's just drunken Irish people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're going to get that everywhere. And no matter, I mean, I guess it's good to know where it's happening so you keep your wits about you when you go to travel. But um, needless to say, we hope this individual. It, what's interesting is that the, the where I'm getting this from, the pink news, doesn't reveal anybody's name. I've yet to find an article that reveals the person's name, so... That's kind of interesting because here in America, we would just be giving the person's name away just freely. So um, That also being said, the lesbian asylum – oh, speaking of asylum, Seeger wins the right to stay in the U- uh, United Kingdom. A, les- a lesbian asylum seeker from Jamaica has been granted the rights to stay in the UK after immigration judges ruled that she could face persecution if sent home. The woman, who cannot be named for legal reasons, once again, uh, was originally told by the Home Office that she could not stay, BBC reports. In evidence, she said she lived in a covet lifestyle in Jamaica, meeting women secretly and hiding her sexuality. After traveling abroad several times, she said she became depressed at returning to Jamaica, where she had to be so secretive. She came to the UK in 2003 to stay and begin living openly as a lesbian. She said she could not risk her depression returning, claimed her girlfriend refused to move back to Jamaica with her. Um, so I guess this begs the question, I thought Jamaica was a pretty cool place. Are they... Uh, no, 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 oh, no. Anti-gay. No, no. Anti-gay. Oh, really? Very, 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 very anti-gay. Never leave a resort. Seriously. Oh, really? 
Okay. Well, then I'm telling my partner we're not ever traveling there because no, he wanted no, no, to no. go there. So Jamaica is very bad then. I'm going to Bermuda, and I'm a little indifferent and nervous about that, to be honest with you. Is Bermuda in Jamaica? No. Bermuda's in Bermuda. Oh. <laughs> that, once again, that's my quality education there, folks. <laughs> Why, is Bermuda bad or is Bermuda, like, iffy? It's not horrible, but it's not great. Oh. I mean, to be, to be honest with you, any of the countries that are Dutch colonies are usually great. St. Martin, which is also Dutch and French. Aruba is great. Uh, Curacao. Uh, St. Lucia, those are Dutch-based usually, and they're fine. It's the English, believe it or not, even though the Brits gave up slavery and all that other shit before everybody else, the Brit-based colonies are the ones that you usually get issues with. Gotcha. And in St. Bart's, as long as you have money, they don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Well, then carry lots of money, Joe, and you'll be fine. Yeah, for a $25 cheeseburger. (laughs) Oh, really? It's that much? Yeah, I mean, St. Bart's is like... Wow. St. Bart's has no poverty. Wow. That's the best way to say it. They have no poverty. Hey, speaking of food, hey, Joey, when you get married, are you, there's a restaurant in Queens that's offering free gay wedding receptions. I'm not hauling my cookies to Queens to get married. I thought you were in Queens. No, no I'm the Queen Buffalo. City. I'm sorry. The oh. Queen City. No, I mean, look, uh, I wouldn't go to... Even when I lived in Manhattan, I wouldn't go to Queens. Uh, okay. Can you imagine? It's like having the nanny wait on you. Ah, oh, you guys just got married. <laughs> I mean, God. I love Brooklyn. I love Manhattan, but not. I don't hate Queens. But it's you know, it's it's no, no. I, if I get married, I'm not even sure I would do it in Buffalo. I think I'd do it upstate in the middle of the state because I want a fall wedding and I want to. Oh, I almost want it on the like the Beekman Farm. You know what I mean? You want to do the whole little leaves are falling, changing color thing, don't you? It's beautiful. It's a perfect Martha Stewart, like an old farmhouse that's oh, redone. Yeah. Oh, God, that'd be gorgeous. That's what I want, a farmhouse. But, David, where do you want to be married? Um, do you even want to get married? You don't have to get married. I would eventually like to get married. Um, it's really just going to depend on. You're in Michigan. You've got great colors there all the time. Yeah, David, but we does can't your get grandmother. Does your grandmother still say, when are you going to meet a nice lady and settle down? Oh, no, she knows I'm gay. But still, does she still ask that? <laughs> no, she, uh, she strangely enough, um, I, I, okay, I guess she's okay with it. I wouldn't say that she's really that supportive. It was kind of like when she, when she found out, she just said, well, that wasn't the way that we raised you. I love no. that saying. As if anybody ever does. <laughs> and she just said. Because, you know, said, we say to our kids, no, I don't want you to be gay. <laughs> yeah, I know. But she just said, she asked, you know, did I, was I with somebody? Or she said, do you have a companion? Which is kind of her, her wording for it. And I said, yes. And she Where said, are you originally from? Are you happy? I'm from Tennessee. That's what I thought. Yeah. And she you know, just asked, you know, was I happy? And I said, yes. She said, okay. She said, I love you no matter what. So, oh, that's yeah. sweet. I think my yeah. grandma finally figured it out because she called me one day and said, "Well, I since you're not going to get married, I'm going to give you some money because I've given everyone else money on their wedding, and since you're not going to get married, I want to make sure I give you some money." I'm like, "Well, okay, great, thanks, grandma." <laughs> See, yeah. my mother is absolutely perfectly wonderful about it. She's fantastic. 
my father is, and he's not bad. I mean, he knows I'm pretty much like, look, this is life, whatever. But, you know, he, of course, is never going to, like, run out and be like, oh, you know, advertise it. And I, and funny thing is I actually have a younger gay brother, too, which is just, you know, like, my poor parents. Um <laughs> But I always think that, like, if I had a wedding, a wedding would be wonderful, except I don't know if my father would be handled the part where they're like, the kiss part happens. <laughs> right. Oh, that's and I'm, not, I'm not a big PDA person either, though. You know what I mean? So it's no like, gay everybody turn, I'm like, everybody turn around. No, no gay person is a big PDA person in front of their parents. I don't think that very, I've, I've met very few people who are actually big on PDA, except when it's pride. I don't think there are that many straight people that are that big about PDAs in front of their parents. Oh, I've done anal in front of my mother. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Well, moving on. Then. Top or bottom? Both. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, moving on to Super Gay, the video game. Hey, you know what American pop culture needs? Gay superheroes. You know what American pop culture doesn't need? Gay superheroes who come to terms with their sexual orientation by, A, beating the hell out of an army of ex-girlfriends who, of course, turn out to be evil clones, I suppose by signs and the trauma of being dumped. So I guess there's this new video game that's basically coming available that is featured on this. Um, It's lowbrow. It's very lowbrow. I don't like it. Yeah, it, well, uh, you know how I feel about violence in general. Violence should not be used unless you're invading another country. Um, violence <laughs> just should not be used in normal life. I don't like it. Yeah, but you know what about the needs of just having fun with the whole idea of being <laughs> spousal abuse or beating a woman or beating anybody, beating a woman at least. I know that sounds so sexist, but beating a woman or spousal abuse because let's go with spousal abuse. It's an ex-spouse. Is never is never good. It's but wait a minute, wasn't this a guy last week that was asking? I want to know if he was asking for it. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> but it's but the, I mean, the, that wasn't a partner doing it. I don't like when partners beat on each other, even ex partners. No, I don't think anybody. But there's there's a difference between reality and cartoon. I don't think that Bugs Bunny beating Elmer Fudd on the head is exactly advocating spousal abuse. You know. Is 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 a gay superhero who beats you know beats up other people you know is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, why would a gay superhero beat up ex girlfriends? What did they ever do wrong? Well, if they're coming at them with guns, I think <laughs> it's pretty much uh, it's either you or me. Okay, that I'll agree with. Yeah. Do you guys seen the video? No, I no. I hadn't. Oh well, click it. <laughs> Well, here I'm talking about the. You haven't even watched the video. Go watch the video so we can have some sort of point of reference here. Uh, All right, uh, I'm watching it right now. So for you listeners, basically it's animation and uh, animation of list uh, like these scientists in a lab, a bunch of silhouettes, and they're cloning. Guys, you have to bear with me as as we get caught up here. Um, and then basically there's some genes that are basically being put together to make clones. And they're just, you know, they hit a button here. Or, sorry, a court guy hits a gavel. There's a guy with money. Um, legal cloning is made legal. Dr. Pomo creates a cloning machine against cloning. And then it's a big tower, very phallic looking. And then out of it comes a bunch of women. And this guy gets into a suit. The women are basically stealing money. These must be the evil ex-girlfriends. The guy comes out, and there's a girl with a whip. 
I know this is fascinating podcasting. Bear with me, folks. Uh, Super Gay comes out, and he's basically going and beating up all the bad guys. The women are going after him. He's kicking the women's butt in a animated, somewhat animated cartoon style. Kisses a guy, a businessman guy on the lips. Surrounded and got women with guns pointing at him, and then super gay and the attack of the ex-girlfriends, and that's where we end. He's got quite a package. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, duh. <laughs> so anyhow, so you could go check that out. Leave your feedback. What you think is this? Is this over the top? Uh, is is the idea of? Gays beating up girl. Could they come up with well, a wait, better? Wait, how plot? did you know they were ex girlfriends? Well, that's what the article is saying. Oh, that's the name of the game and the, the attack of the ex girlfriend. So I, I mean, I mean, it looks like a cool game. I'm not going to bullshit. I know it looks like a very good game. I'm actually interested to figure out where. I, I, I think I read it was going to be for the iPhone, but I could be wrong. Yeah, it was saying for the iPhone somewhere along there. Yeah. Uh, so, I just wonder if it's a commentary on a man, a gay man can only beat up a woman. No, we don't know women beat up. Yeah, are much. The, I'm the, just the, saying, why couldn't he beat up a gay basher? Well, mm-hmm. I'm sure he beats up the evil villains too. I think it's just that the ex-girlfriend. I, you know, maybe it's. I don't know. It's the idea of the ex-girlfriend that's maybe the stickler point. If it was anything else, it'd probably be absolutely acceptable. But. You know, but then again, we do know I we all have had those ex girlfriends that have been bitches. <laughs> Except for me, I take that back. Actually, the the one girl I did date for, at college for two weeks was quite nice and is still a very good friend to me. So I can't I can't say that. So that's okay. good. All right, moving on to transgender woman told by Salisbury. Dun, 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 dun. Climbing up Salisbury Hill. Sorry, just had to do that. To use the disabled toilet. (laughs) I prefer the disabled toilet. I know, they're so much cleaner. Uh, David, would you read this, please? Okay. A transgender woman in Surrey has described how staff at a Sainsbury's supermarket told her to use the disabled toilets instead of the women's facility. Stephanie Collins, 55, told the Surrey Herald that she used the women's toilets, but as she came out, a staff member stopped her and told her she should not use them. Miss Collins, who began transition two years ago, said, I told the lady I was not disabled and suggested it would be inappropriate, she said. I can see that, but told me to use the disabled toilet. She became defensive. I was left feeling quite embarrassed and rather awkward, but I'm not angry, but I feel sorry for Sainsbury's if they cannot train up their staff to deal tactfully with people. The Sainsbury store in the heart has not commented. Last month, another trans woman was told not to use female toilets at Poole Stadium. Victoria Sachs Coburg, 55, was watching a speedway event between Poole Pirates and Wolverhampton Wolves on June 8th when security staff told her in front of other fans that there had been a complaint about her. Miss Sachs Coburg told the Bournemouth Echo she was so humiliated she burst into tears. Okay. Um, I. T- Here, here's my question. Um... 
and unfortunately we don't have anybody transgendered here obviously on the panel but it does beg the question of what are we going to do with the bathrooms and i'm sure i'm, I'm sure I, I i would think that the transgender people would just say well we can just go in either one but man yes. yeah there's going to be a societal shift that's just going to have to realize oh a woman walked into the bathroom i think i can i need to relax and not panic about these things well i mean it's already going on anyone who is you know either in transition or who has already transitioned they go to the restroom for you know appropriate to whichever gender they're presenting themselves as gotcha I mean, that's just that's that's old news okay. um that someone is is arguing against at this point, it's it's kind of like you know, get with the times. This has been well, happening for a very very long time, and um, I think know? what I think one of the problems is, and I again, people may hate me, but I'm going to be honest about this. We don't hate you. We respect everybody's opinions here. Oh God, I'm glad you do. Um, <laughs> at least I do. I, I guess my feeling is this, and I've always questioned this because people always think that because we're gay, we understand or know transsexuality. Now, here's the whole thing. I think it's wonderful for people, but I can tell you that I don't fully understand it. It's not that I don't endorse it. I'm not, okay, not that I'm not okay with it. Sometimes I don't fully understand it. And that's because it, it's so different from being gay. Now there can be people who are transsexual who are gay, a man living in a woman's body who is actually a gay man. You know what I mean? There's, there's such a different way of doing it. And the funny thing is there's no unity in it. There's no unity in the trans community. There are trans people who will say, I'm a, I am now a woman. There are trans people who will say, I'm a transsexual. Even when they've had the full surgery, they will call themselves a transsexual, which is a third gender, Rather than identifying themselves, they won't identify themselves as a man or as a woman. So, I mean, it, it, it's a rough area because there is not much unity in that area. Now, the question is, how far transitioned is this person? And, and I know that's a dumb question, but look, I could be honest with you. If somebody's just at a point where it looks like a man has walked in with a wig, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if it looks like a man has walked in a, in a wig and goodwill clothes, we've all seen this, and lipstick... You don't know if that is a man coming in to do something funny in there or, you know, it's some fetish person or it's somebody who's, who's transitioning. So that's why, to be honest, those, those handicapped bathrooms or those family bathrooms sometimes are the best, best choices. I, I know somebody who transitioned at a job, and it was very hard for the other employees to figure out, you know, they don't, they don't know how to react to it because people don't fully get it. I find it so fascinating that transgenderism somehow got hopped onto the L, to the uh, GLB or the well, L, or the LGB. Well, I think because, it's, it's it's along along the queer banner, and a lot of people and and the best. But, but, the, but the thing is, just because you're transgender doesn't mean you're queer. I, it, no, I know people. I know men true. who have transitioned to women who are date women who are then consider themselves lesbians. But I know many more. Men who transition to women and date men, they don't see themselves as gay, and it's a total different struggle for them because they were never attracted to the opposite gender in their mind. So the question is, I don't know how it how that hopped in with the gay agenda. I know it's I know it has, and I don't disagree against it. But that's the other thing is people to realize being a drag queen, being a transvestite, being and being a transsexual and transgender are completely world different things. So I, I guess I took the long way. I'm sorry, but it is something I'm really think about is 
we don't know how to react to it because there's no unity of how to react to it. For example, I know people who will say, I'm transgendered. Well, you want people to know that you're a woman. Yes, but I'm transgendered. What does that mean? Or I know another person who transgendered is their gender as far as they're concerned. They're not man, they're not woman, they're transgender. I'm going to defer to you, David, because I'm very, very, um, I, I don't know much about this topics, and you seem to have a little bit more experience on the other side. <laughs> well, you... not, not firsthand, oh, okay. let me say that. Uh, but I, I had the wonderful opportunity while I was living in Nashville to know a, a group of transgendered people, um, male to female transgender, who were every, basically everything from just men who wanted to cross-dress and took on a female name, but they they otherwise were heterosexual men. Um, Which is very, most transvestites, I will tell you, statistically, and this is from a psychological point of view, most transvestite men are heterosexual. Right, right. And... um, I mean, I knew all the way up to someone who uh, was going in for her gender reassignment surgery. Um, she went in, I think, just before I left Nashville. I never got to see her after transition, but uh, she was basically almost there. And was she into uh, men or women? Uh, they were all male to female. I didn't know. No, no. Were they were male. they sexually into men or women? I never asked her. Um, I she. I don't know. I, I didn't, didn't quite get into the the question of that. There were there, actually there were a couple of others that uh, the one name one we talked about it one time. I just said, you know, how does dating work? All that, and they said most time we date other transgendered people, um, which is totally makes no sense to me. Well, what the way they explained it was, they understand what it means. Like one said, they understand the we, struggle. We, we consider ourselves lesbians, even though, you know, everything down there is still male. Um, it's more that, that they understand. Lesbians you know. seem much more acceptable of it, though. I can honestly tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I think I yes and no. I think some of them are and some of them are not. I think some of them don't like being lumped in or you get a few very militant ones who don't like the idea that it's. A man trying to be a woman. And the surgery, let's be honest, works much better going male to female. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, it works going male to female. Right. Female, female to male, to male it just doesn't really work. Doesn't. Many no, of them because... will get everything done except for the final removal of their genitalia just right. because it doesn't work. Well, or the addition. Uh, or the addition. Before, I, I, well, I don't know. If they I... actually don't remove it. Uh, I meant the actually... addition. Uh, yeah, right. I know. They turn it inside. Or, right or the other for men they turn it inside for or for a man going to a woman they turn it inside for a woman going to a male they sometimes will take grafts from other places or they will yeah. start they will start using it to come out but the problem is and this is true it doesn't work because there's no way to get that right tissue in there and make it the bottom line is and here's the problem with it many people don't know this for a for example like Chaz Bono who did not get that final surgery if she did have a penis uh, created for her, usually they what they do is they have a flap of skin in there, almost like a pouch, because they can't get a true erection. And many times they have like basically almost like a steel rod. It's the best way to describe it. That we put in there, they give them an erection. And the right. problem is, is it can rip through the skin. I mean, it's 
it's just not. Well, that it, was funny because she was just on Bill Maher the other night, and he was asking her about, you know, how are how are things going in the penis? She naked? still has her vagina. Yeah, Bill Maher obviously didn't know that, and then she even said that the the um, there's much more money to be made in I think you know other industries than the penis making industry, and thus that the. Well, it's getting better, but it's not really up there yet. Yeah, the technology but. is not there yet. The science isn't there. They know that at one point they tried to use cadavers and stuff like that. But I, I know if the best example. I mean, there's, there's. If you guys are interested, there's a, um, there's LGBT podcast called Trans Talk, and we also on the Gaily Forward podcast that we did uh, a while ago, we actually had some tra- people from the Ohio Transgender Association come and talk about this. And, you know, a lot of them said that they basically identified themselves as queer and that they, I want to be careful here. I want to make sure I'm quoting them correctly. They chose not to go through the transition completely because that's their decision to make at the time that they feel they are ready to do it. It's also very expensive. That too. So. And the problem is there's not the, – the real problem is there's not a unified front right now with that culture, I guess is what I'd say. Well, that's that could be just a lack of leadership, but you never know. That could be, you know, you just get the right person and come up and then basically, you know, you have a leader for your cause. I mean, it took us years to get Yeah, I think they all have cause. a different perspective, though. I think that's truly what it is. Well, I yeah. think – but it's all grouped in – no matter what, it's outcasts that have to deal with some sort of sexual orientation. And the one thing that I discovered with talking to my one friends uh, over at my – the um, the Ashanti No Lemon crew is that there's not only just sexual orientation, but there's a mindset. And there's a friend of Tim's who basically – I mean he's male, but he believes he's a lesbian trapped inside of a male's body. And he has a, a female mindset, and he believes. Now, he's—I don't think he's going through any surgery or anything like that. He does prefer women, but he feels that he is technically a woman trapped inside a man's body, and that is a—you know—I mean, that's a very vague, and I'm not really giving much, you know, thorough credit to the story. But there's but an extra layer there sometimes that goes along with all this. What's interesting in what you said, though, was that you felt like it's the outcasts that get lumped together. And and I, I no, don't disagree with you, but I'll be honest with you. Do you know what I, I – one thing I can't stand and I will never say, I hate when people say LGBTQ. Fuck you. Questioning now just that I have a gay thought in my head <laughs> and now we add another fucking letter. Like, I'm sorry. I, I can't stand well, that. Well, that's it why this podcast – That's why this podcast is this weak and gay because I sort of assign gay to everything in a list. Q? You're questioning? Oh, good. <laughs> because this week in LGBTQ just doesn't work for, for – Either commit or don't. <laughs> uh, well, well – And somebody's going to be like, oh, Joe, you're a hateful person. No. Well, Joey, though, but that 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 leaves us. You know, we wouldn't have such great drama like queers folk if we didn't have the question because there's so many guys and guys, as I've seen it, that are in that are married and just you. Know, I I love my wife and I and, and whatnot. I just want the occasional side thing, you know. So yeah. So I mean, they do exist out there, and all they want is just they just want a blowjob because God knows their woman are just not giving it to them for some reason, but. 
I digress. Speaking of questioning stuff, and this is actually the last story we were going to jump to, but Russell T. Davis is writing a new show about gay men, and the queerest folk writer is reportedly developing a new show about the lives of gay men. According to the Deadline Show's current title is Cucumber. Okay. And the screenwriter best known for his re-imaging of Doctor Who is also working with the BBC Worldwide Productions. No further details have been released. Uh, real quick, what did you guys think of Queers Folk? I loved it. Yeah, I, I did I too. It. Yeah. We, we need another one to come back or something because it's in the, another show that Queers Folk covered a lot of stuff that was going on at the time. We need something to be covering what's going on right now, so... Yeah, I, I and I can know. relate I, to Michael and Ted very closely. I swear to God, they were writing about my week every week on that show. <laughs> I also love the original, the real, uh, not not the, the one British version. I know. I love the L word. Oh yeah, that, I, you know I, I learned I, I, so much about lesbians from that movie, from that TV series. Yeah, you know I've yet to see that show. I need to start watching that. And what's the um, uh, what's the one with the African American guys? Chasing Noah? Oh, I, I hate that. Oh, really? Fucking hate that show. Not good? I, I just think it's stereotypical and it's, it's oh, I hate it. Oh, okay. Hate, I haven't seen hate it. it. All right. Moving on to, let's see if we can wrap this up here. This is going to be a very long show. House reaffirms Doma. And God knows I hate this. this the, the picture of this senator from, I think it is, what's her name? Representative Fox, she is the biggest cunt, and she just looks like the most evil grandmother you could ever have. Reminds me of my teacher from my sophomore year, my art teacher from sophomore year high school. That was the biggest bitch ever. Um, yesterday, U.S. House meaninglessly voted 248 to 175 to affirm DOMA as law of the land. The human rights campaign notes... This amendment is completely unnecessary and only serves to cloud the debate over don't ask, don't tell, repeal by pointlessly injecting the issue of marriage equality into the conversation. Since Pentagon officials have made it clear that they are bound by DOMA, like every other federal agency, it's puzzling while bitch Representative Fox would question whether our military... Leaders understand this point. I added the bitch, by the way. House representative leaders seem to be, have no end to their desire to play politics with lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people instead of tackling real problems. Duh. It will be up to the Senate to reject the House's return to using LGBT Americans as a wedge issue. Well, that's unfortunately nothing new, but um, just to be aware of this, she is a very, very anti-gay individual. And I, I think she's from... I want to say Kentucky. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, it, <clears throat> so what they reaffirm DOMA. You know, they also the House also voted to repeal uh, the the health care reform. You know, big deal. It's not gonna it's not gonna pass in the Senate. So it's purely symbolic. It's just a litmus test right now. It's just warming up for the 2012 campaign. Um, this whole thing about, you know, don't ask, don't tell. Um, it's a pissing match. It, that's basically it. You know, it's it, that's all it is. You know, the, they, they lost the, the battle on repealing don't ask, don't tell. Uh, so they're they're just grasping at the few straws they have left at this point. That's all it is. Oh, and, um, you know, there's a pretty good chance that... Uh, 
Well, DOMA probably doesn't have any chance of being repealed right now. I mean, as things are, uh, I doubt it could even get through the House. It certainly would get through the Senate. Uh, but, you know, until we flip Congress again next year. Um, you think we're going to flip it again? I think so. I think that, um, I hope. I, I hope don't know. I, enough. Mean, I would not. I would not put it past, even though Barack Obama killed Osama bin Laden, I would not put it past that he does not get reelected. At this point, but then again, I truly don't think that our, our elections are. I, I think our elections are fixed to begin with, but that's all in our story. Well, yeah, well, let, let's not go down that road again. Yeah. You covered that quite well on the shanty no lemon. <laughs> yeah, but. I did. Actually, we had the guy who found the Ohio elections that were rigged and whatnot. But um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, it's funny. A lot of these asshole. Senators and um, representatives are from North Carolina, South Carolina, and it, it it just disgusts me every time I want to hear somebody say, "Oh, I want to go on vacation to North Carolina." It's like, no, <laughs> those states are, seem to be so anti-gay. It's like I, I I don't want to go to any state that would. Well, then again, I live in a state, but that's a whole other story. Ohio could be considered red or blue, depending on what day it is, but. Um, but yeah, it just it just amazes me that the, the the more southern you get in the United States, the more backwards it continues to be. I mean, it's in it's I don't know. Thoughts, comments? Uh, I'm from there, so amen. Um, you had to deal with all that shit. Well, yeah, uh, but you're painting with a very broad brush. I mean, when I know and there's, and there's always going to be progressives inside as Bill mm-hmm. Maher says, the progressives, he goes to the other States because there are progressives there. It's just sad. They're all surrounded by a bunch of hillbillies. I mean, and I, and once again, when I say hillbillies don't think I'm, I'm every hillbilly is anti-gay. I'm sure I'm just, you know, once again, I'm speaking very um, quickly, and I'm not being, you know, completely succinct because that in the show would be boring. But the point is, is that it's just, yeah. There's, there's a lot of very openly gay people. There's a lot of gay people. God knows, I hear how great Texas seems to be for gay people in certain places and stuff. But it's just like, man, can't we get any progress with any, with anything in this government? I mean, seriously, it's like, don't these people realize that? When history comes to shove, and we if we actually don't, you know, die in the next, you know, twenty years from global warming or climate change, um, the people are going to look back on these people and say, "Man, these representatives were assholes." I mean, don't they have any realization that? Well, I guess they don't because they they believe that, you know, God is saying that this is a sin. So, and you know, it's it's their their version of the Bible, their interpretation of the Bible. Uh, you know, God knows I could go off on that for hours. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's based on verses that were selectively translated to say something somebody else wanted them to say. Um, the the same word that's used for abomination uh, in Leviticus is the same word. Uh, it's the same same root word as unclean. And unclean was nothing but a temporary condition that was relieved by ritual washing. Right. And, you know, if you think about where all that is involved, you can understand why they would say unclean or contagious. But but even on the fundamental, I mean, 
I'm, I'm, we could go off on the whole Bible thing we did on your your uh, David Salon show. I mean, we on the fundamental level, it's like, why are you just being such a douche to people? It's like you're you're trying to pass laws. I was always told in in high school the Constitution says very clearly you cannot pass a law against a specific group of people, and yet time and time again, that's not true. We we made an amendment. Against a specific group of people. No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. Which we ultimately sir. repealed. I mean, yeah, right. But 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 see, that shouldn't be. But but, but here's the whole question: but Could could we could we have made could we have made a law again? That's I mean, I don't think that's true as true statement because we make a law limiting people's abilities and rights all the time. We may you know we basically made a law against communism. You know, do you know what I'm saying? I, I hear what you're saying, but the thing is, is that you to, you can't legally make a law, or at least you should not. As Spock would say, logically, Captain, you can't make a law that prohibits somebody's legal right to do yes, this. Yes, you can if the republic, if the mass of the republic decides that it's in the best. But it's not logical. The Republican. The, then the, then the public but, is not logic, is what I'm saying. But it is, though. It is, because you're going to do what's best for the republic. Just because somebody wants to own a pet lion at their house for the greater needs of the republic, we realize that that's probably not well, a great well, idea. Well, Joe, Joe, they're trying to take away the right to take away from owning a lion. That, that's unfeasible. A pet lion is not feasible. Trying to get domestic partner benefits is completely. But you have to understand that's comparing to, apples to, to oranges. But it's not though. If you look at it in a broader picture, for years these people were taught in their. Look, the reason that we know murder is wrong basically is because somebody was taught it, which actually stems all the way back to religious. No, we know murder is wrong because logically the society could not propagate if everybody was murdering each other. There's but but a the reality is reasoning behind that, that. No, it's not. It stems back from religion. <laughs> you are Elizabeth Hasselbeck on this but, show. But it does. It does, Anthony. It stretches back to religion ultimately because the reality is. Why wouldn't you just destroy your enemies? Because that's what the law of nature because says. They, they did because somebody these... at one point said that because there will be an ultimate judgment beyond that. Now, whether you personally believe that or not, you do know that in our country, that was fundamentally everybody at one time believed that. So that is many ways how our government and our, our laws were shaped around the idea of this is wrong because of this factor, right, if you really trace it back. the reasoning behind something being wrong is not necessarily the case from what happened in the past. They did a study and they found that a monkey, if he was given a choice between getting a, a piece of food and shocking another monkey, would rather starve than necessarily get the piece of food. So there are inherent good qualities in primates that basically don't have any... I mean, yes, did they come from somebody? Because yes, some but, a monkey would have, but a, if a monkey had an enemy in, coming on his territory, he would would not hesitate to rip its face off. Right. Well, but that's but, but the monkey that's does why not we're a little know more civilized. What, but the, right. But where did that civilization come because from? Because logic. Basically, somebody figured out. Hey, logically, we as a society cannot exist if we continue to kill each other. Not so true. But that's. But I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that has anything to do with it because a male can impregnate how many different females at once. So if the two males are fighting, a male would logically say it would make more sense for me to destroy these other males. Who cares propagation? I can propagate it myself. If I have 20 females, I can impregnate all of them. Well, I think... 
Uh, yeah, well, you got me thinking, <laughs> but I don't think that's right because I would think that the human, the spirit of somebody saying that, well, I don't want to kill somebody because that's a something. But it traces back to religion of why. Well, I think because the, religious person figured it out because religious people were generally ones they had a lot of time in their hands could sit. We and didn't want out. to do things that upset the gods. Even the Native Americans believed that things were done. Based on the gods, which was just right. The and now that we understand that there oh. are no gods, and that's just a Santa Claus. No offense, David. Santa Claus is in the sky, and basically that there's it has to be a logical reasoning behind this. Then we understand. But our government society. was founded when we did believe that. So All that doesn't mean we need to exist them. currently like that. And we could say, okay, there's logical reasonings and structures of the universe for how these things provide. We could take those logical reasonings and come up with a construct of government that not only suits the people and protects the people, but progresses growth. So you're saying drop the entire constitution and rebuild? Whoa, no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> that's a no, big thing. But that's what it would ultimately take. Well, that, you know, that's fine because that's a big push that they're doing right now in other countries. They're dropping it saying let's just rewrite their constitution. You know what's going to happen? They're going to rewrite healthy. it. Yeah, no, it's not a healthy thing. No, they're going to rewrite the constitution to serve the corporate elites and screw the poor people. So it's like let the poor people, if you're going to rewrite the constitution let the poor people rewrite the constitution. Well, maybe not. That's not I, I hate to thing. tell you this, but we are one of the first countries who wrote a government based on the premise of equality for all. Right. That was up into us, which which were the model standard. And well, it's not wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there it's the... not perfect. If you look at, look at other countries, which were basically originally based on monarchies, and they had to be forced. The Magna Carta was a forced hand by other people. So to be honest, we were close to one of the best systems for that concept. Right, and we still are probably the best systems if we if it wasn't so quit corrupted. fucking bitching. I'm not bitch. Well, I am allowed to bitch. It's my American right. <laughs> you bitch all the time, bitch. <laughs> all right, David. Any thoughts? And then we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go because we I'm I'm out of time. David's like I'm never doing this. Again, <laughs> again. David, please. I think the-, the I think the 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 thing that. I think where you're you're getting tripped up on this is you're trying to think logically, okay? And you're dealing with people that don't think logically. True. They, it's a very emotional, very feeling kind of thing for them. It, it it stays at the feeling level. It's not at the thinking level yet, you know? And, I mean, it is possible to combine logical thinking with spiritual with spirituality, okay? Right. That and, you find. No, 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 let me finish. Okay, you sorry. want me to comment? I'm Shut sorry. the fuck up. <laughs> I don't mean it to is insulting. possible because within the new thought stripe of of uh, spiritual thinking that or spiritual living that that is what emerged. Um, I mean, specifically, I'm part of the Unity Church, and um, our co-founder, Charles Fillmore, approached things from a very scientific, very logical point of view. Admittedly, some of his stuff you read sometimes, and you think, what the hell were you smoking when you wrote that? (laughs) But he at least tried to approach um, the Bible and study of the Bible and application of those principles in a logical, scientific kind of manner. Um, Which is brilliant and oftentimes also scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sometimes can scare the shit out of you. Oh, yeah. Believe me, there, there are people who read Charles Fillmore and 
you you have to read him in small bites. You can't just skip over. It's one of these things that you better turn off the radio. You better turn off music, TV. You really have to concentrate. You you have to, right. and you can't just read it once. I and mean, what's also piggybacking off what you said with that one point of he approached it from a science point of view. I'd just like to say he approached it from science as we understand it today. You know, because we have to understand, and this sounds so broad painting, but for years we thought the world was flat, and that was a scientific standard. You know what I mean? I'm sure there's still a bunch of things that we think of in science currently that at some point will be disproved. Now, I know the world's not flat, but but it's fascinating when you think of, of the people who persecuted people who thought the world was round. You know what I mean? Like, that was a constant. Yeah. The interesting part, there are parts within, you know, they always, people try to make the Bible into a science book, and it's not. Not at all. But it's interesting that some science did make it into the Bible. Uh, Like, there's a part of um, the book of Job that talks about the earth being hung on nothing. In other words, that, you know, we, we... the contemporary myth of that time said that the earth was a plate on the back of a sea turtle. Uh, one, you know, I think it was Babylonian myth mythology that said that. Um, yep. But there's also in within Genesis, uh, there is a discussion of the earth already being round uh, during the creation story, uh, the first creation story. So these things did get in there. It's just unfortunately it's been lost in the translation and the retranslation over the years. Um, Which that's a thing. That's the thing I love when people don't fully get. It's like you and I playing the telephone game. If I say something to you in Spanish, there may not be a perfect English Spanish translation. So I've already exactly. changed it. And people don't realize that over the years, the Bible has been translated about 18 times in different languages. And well, at if least what, that. what means blue to me, me talking about emotion or sadness Somebody else may have interpreted and say, oh, the word blue doesn't carry, they were down. So that could change the whole meaning when retranslated into Greek. Right. And it pretty much was. I mean... um, You can believe that the Bible was the divine words of God, but not this version 18 times later. Right. I mean, it, it may have been divinely inspired, which I think in many ways it was, just because, again, some of those little things that creep in there... Uh, and wisdom that you find elsewhere. You find parallels elsewhere. Um, it's just, again, like the fact that it's been translated many different times to fit someone's agenda um, as uh, as time went by. And it's still being done that way. Well, if you, in, and God knows if you watched the movie The Book of Eli. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Oh, well, you would love that one, David. It's all about trying to find the Bible because this guy realizes that the Bible is the most powerful product on the on the world, on this devastated world. He can control people with it. So, yeah. But um, – Well, I, the, probably the best – best, and you'll love this because you're a geek. Um, one of the best things that I ever saw to speak for how much influence the Bible has and how much maybe it doesn't deserve sometimes – uh, was it was a a an original Star Trek the original series episode where they land on a planet where a previous astronaut had left a copy of the Great Gatsby, and they see the entire planet being run like the Great Gatsby. You know, oh, really? You people, I never saw that one. 
yeah, I forget what it's what it's called right now, but um, they land on this planet and they what see people What was the Great Gatsby in, about? Um, gangsters, basically. Oh, okay. It was. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Okay, yeah, it was set in the Roaring Twenties, and they come down on this planet and they see people basically dressed, you know, in the Twenties type outfits, and they're using that language, and they yeah, keep talking like about talking like the, this, yeah. the book. And I remember they walk into what basically is supposed to be a church on that planet, and they walk into the book sitting on, I mean, if you saw it in an earth context, it would look like a Bible stand in a church. Right. And they realize it's a copy of The Great Gatsby, but it's done in the, the fine paper and all that, just like you'd see a big Bible, like a family Bible done. Uh, so it's kind of a, it was Gene Roddenberry's commentary on that. How you, you know, know one Star Trek has to, made some brilliant commentaries on stuff oh, yeah. like that. To be honest, well, yeah. but see, I think Star Trek has always pointed to the fact that there is no God and that everything could be explained through technology. In fact, if anything, I think numerous episodes pointed at if you believed in a God, you were living in the in the backwards you know era. It's you know especially that one where Picard got uh, where uh, they were on the planet doing some uh, infiltration to a primitive race. Well, somebody got lost, and they were trying to find them. And then, basically, Picard got shot with an arrow. And they were trying to explain to this primitive you know, people that they weren't gods. And she kept thinking, oh, you could bring back someone who died. And he was trying to explain it. Right. But listen, Geek, um, <laughs> I've seen that episode, too. I think the point is it depends on what your vision of God is. What is the ultimate definition of an individual's God? It's to me, it's somebody who is a greater power than me, you know, or it's the creator. Something above me may have created me. I have a whole alien theory. Let's not even go there. But everybody can have a different interpretation of what God is, and that could just be a greater, more divine being than, than us. I right. mean, to, to an ant, we're, if they had the cognitive reasoning, we'd be a god. Oh God, I've I've heard that so many times before. If we you can't ants can't understand that, but I, either either way, the point my cats <laughs> worship me. The point, well, of course, you, uh, pussies just love you. I mean, just um, I can create and end their world. Well, you wouldn't yeah. want to end their world. They're beautiful cats. Um, but no, I, I I think the point that I was we we went a lot about this a very long way, and unfortunately, I'm out of time, but. Religion, I mean, religion doesn't bother me too much, except when it comes to the aspect of trying to just create basic laws of society. And when it comes to your making a law to specifically prohibit and make my life more difficult, then I'm sorry, your your religion is bullshit. So when you have a religion that teaches people to be nice and help society, then yeah, you know, I then I'm all for that. You know, granted, may not be my cup of tea, but you know, go for it if it, if it, if it's something that's helping society. But when people take this and they use it as an excuse to provide hatred and bigotry towards cultures and people who are just mm. different, then that really just needs to go. Right. But here's here's one thing to look at. These people think they are helping. Right. Nobody, nobody ever does anything inappropriate based on their model of the world. But see, that's where you have to educate them, and you have to educate them logically in order to understand that, okay, 
we can't use your laws because your understanding of what you what you believe to be right is incorrect. We have to use science and you know flawless facts. Well, think show- of it this way, though, yeah, Anthony. This Anthony, is important. Ever, how much luck have you had doing that? Not very much because it's it's simply because people are just not open minded. I mean, think think of your grandmother though. Your grandmother may say, "I don't understand what it is to be gay, but I still love you." But I don't really understand it because it's not how we raised you. That's not meant. That doesn't make her an ignorant, evil person. That just no, means I'm not talking about no, your no, 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 no. I'm but but that's the same. But that's the same thing of society. Is what I'm saying is she can't fully ascertain it. So maybe as society evolves and that begins to be more mainstream, that what you're talking about will naturally happen. And it will no longer be seen as an evil thing in religion because in they'll be taught or they'll learn that God, you know, the idea of God loves all expands out. You know, we have a generation that believed God loves everybody except blacks. Then God loves everybody except multiracial couples. So it takes time and it takes society to age and progress well, and become I, open-minded. And I'm, not, and I'm not disagreeing with you that, but these representatives in the House are not those people. These representatives are Some of them evil. are, though. They're Some not, of them are, though. And as they age f- and change, the, the views will change. I, because I, the, this, at one point there were representatives in that house, same house who said slavery is a great thing. Do you know what I mean? It will change. That you can't stop the waves from from washing out the old and bringing the new and ch- going with progress. Well, I, I wish I, you know you we're sh- not going to go backwards and enslave blacks. No, no, me? I know that, and, no. And, and I wish I had your enthusiasm. But well, I the journey has begun. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. The right. journey has begun. You can't and, reverse. You can't put the toothpaste back in the container. No, <laughs> and and people really are moving in a direction of, I guess, awakening to. Um, no, there's a way we call it in the uh, in New Thought, uh, awakening to their true nature, so to speak. Mm. The understanding that you know we're we're all the same underneath all the 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 differences. You know, the, uh, at at our very core is this core of of sameness that unites us all and that we actually i mean science has even said genetically we're more similar than different right and we're we're moving toward that it's taken a long time taken a long time to get there uh but you know i believe the evolution is happening and i think the fact that you're seeing so much kickback right now is it's really just fear it's fear right. working itself out, having its final hurrah, and eventually it's going to go away. You know, I, I agree. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen a hundred years from now. Well, hopefully not a hundred years. Hopefully a little bit sooner. But we just want to get some elected officials in there that actually understand the plight. Yeah. Nice. No. 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 Let there it, it's be gotta... peace on earth and <laughs> let it begin with me. There you go. It, it's got to start with every single one of us. Peace on earth. Where's that from, Joey? I don't know. It's a Christian song. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Wrap I, it up, baby. It's that, funny. Yeah. With that being said, we're going to close up this elongated version of This Week in Gay. Real quick, uh, let's go around. Well, before we do that, real quick, uh, donations. If you enjoy this top quality, God knows we had a wonderful discussions on this show. You're not going to like this. <laughs> if you don't like it, you'll probably stop listening. But if you do enjoy this, first of all, do a couple things. Go to thisweekingay.com and consider donating. The donating 
helps uh, support the server costs for me to be able to support putting the files on the server every year. And at some point, once I get that paid off, I can actually pay these guys. So please consider donating to this week in gay. Um, or if you or if you don't if you don't want to do that, you can also doge, donate to the No Agenda Show stream. Who is Adam Curry is once again graciously multicast our show. It was great. I heard it the other day, and I was just crying that I was on a a stream that everybody was listening to. I was in the chat room and got some good feedback from the people in the chat room. Um, yeah, edit this down. <laughs> so that being said, go check us out on thisweekingay.com and go leave your comments. Uh, now for the plugs for our wonderful host first. The Elizabeth Hasselbeck of our show. Not really. Shut up. <laughs> you're it much, was gentlemen. You're, you're, you're better looking than she is. I'll say that much. So Yeah, right. <laughs> gentlemen, it was an honor. I always love being in the company of the two of you. I am humbled by, by your brilliance. I just want you to know I talked way too much. And I just don't get to begin this podcast. But anyway, my name is Joey Buhecker, and I am the host of Cocktails and Cream Puffs out of the Queen City of Buffalo, New York, at cocktailsandcreampuffs.com. I know people are going to go and listen to it now just to hate on me. And anybody who's listened to my show, it's a lot more funnier there and and a little more off the wall and not so fucking heavy, okay? Well, so come visit me. Well, what's funny is about your show, too, is that you're actually more the host and the, the instigator on that show, so you get your other two guys to get all riled up. See? Yeah, and let me tell you, I just want you all to know how awesome it is not to be the host and just be able to sit here <laughs> and not have to worry about fucking levels or other stuff. I mean, I was like, this is so laid back. I can really get wasted, which I did. Uh, <laughs> well, and thank, it was delightful. Thank you, thank you gentlemen. Uh, cocktailsandcreampuffs.com. Go check it out. It's a great podcast. And the other great podcast, Mr. David. Yes. Uh, that Blue Jeans Guy, a personal journal dealing with whatever's going on in my life, whatever's going through my mind. And yes, I do get spiritual, not religious, um, and occasionally political. There's also the So You Think You Can Dance update that I'm currently doing. And uh, yes. Did you guys uh, talk about that? Well. No. Okay. No. We could do so after the show. Yeah. So um, check it out at thatbluejeansguy.com. All right. And this is Anthony from This Week in Gay, of course, the Ashanti and Lemon Network. Go check us out at thisweekingay.com. Thank you very much, folks. We'll see you next week on This Week in Gay. Bye. Bye. Bye.